Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the sexiest show on earth, the Coffin Joe Cast, featuring your hosts, Killer Wilbur and Joel. Sit back, relax, and don't touch the co-host. G'day, and welcome to the Coffin Joe Cast. I am Killer Wilbur. I am Joel. And returning third co-host from the Bad Parenting Podcast, Justin, how you going, mate? Not too bad. How are you guys doing? Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Considering. Yes. Considering I almost fucked the whole entire show up and was late. Nah. And, yeah. <laughs> nah. no, we're just glad you stepped in. Yeah. We needed a good solid a solid third and hey. you uh, stepped up and said, hey, I'm available. Anytime I can do it, I'd be happy to do so. I love chatting with you guys. Uh, we told you last time when you're on. When you're on, you're on the bench now. So be prepared for the call up when we need you. Yep, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. <laughs> and here he is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, what was the problem that made you late there, Justin? You want to fill in the <laughs> oh, let's see here. <clears throat> I don't. I don't. How are your guys' stomachs? Are you are you pretty ironclad, or is things make you squeamish? Oh yeah, I'm good. Pretty, okay. Pretty okay. Good. Uh, Oh, see, I'm an I'm an MA, so I'm used to dealing up understood uh, piss, well, shit, vomit, all yep. that. Yeah, well, you know, I think that should almost be required training for becoming a parent because you know MAs and parents kind of deal with the same level of stuff sometimes. If anybody ever told me that I would actually voluntarily run towards puke when I was a kid, I would have never ever believed it. But yet here I was today. So no, my kids they went over to her grandma's house or their, their grandma's house today, and of course you know how grandmas are stuff and full of food and candy and all that fun shit and. We came home and had dinner, and Trent has a very sensitive gag reflex, which hopefully means he won't grow up to be, um, you know, <laughs> to batten for the same team because he'll probably have to not. You know, it would just cause problems. Let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> but so he um, he has a little bit of a sniffly, stuffy nose thing going on, and he sucked back a little bit of snot, gagged on it, and then all of that food, including his dinner, came up, and we kind of went. Mostly in the trash can because I kind of got him over there in time, but some on the floor, some on him, and yeah, out his nose. I mean, it was spraying out his nose everywhere. It was pretty gross. Oh, yeah, that's so, the worst. Yeah, so I had, then I had to dunk him in the tub, and he was in there sneezing, and more of the stuff was coming out as he sneeze every time you sneeze, and I felt so bad for him, but at the same time, I'm trying to avoid the sneeze because I don't want to have you know regurgitated food and snot sprayed all over me. It was just yeah, I needed a hazmat suit. Yeah, so. well, I, I suffer from the same thing too. I'm, I'm, have bad gag reflexes and yet I can do the same thing if the snot goes down the back of my throat it yeah. causes me on a gag and chuck up and but yeah I'm a sym- sympathetic spewer too so I've, <laughs> if someone's spewing there's a good chance I can, I'll do it as well luckily I got over that as soon as I became a parent because I used to be the same thing if I'd seen somebody else puke even just seen it like on TV or something it would make me you know it would gross me out but having kids you have to you at <laughs> most times you're just you're holding them while you're trying to direct the spray wherever you want it to go to make it the, make the <laughs> least so amount true. of mess so yeah. <laughs> you're a lot closer to it than uh, you ever want to be well i'm not a parent but i've dealt with child spew when i'm like uh, nursing babies and stuff and mm-hmm. that, but a lot of that's just like more milk spew which has a funky smell to it oh that, see that, that was the problem with today he he really digs these cheese sticks that my grand my, my mom makes um, she like dices up Colby Jack cheese, and for whatever reason, he just loves them. And so he had had a whole bunch of those, plus crackers and chips. And then he came home and ate an entire yogurt, and I guess he had a glass or two of milk while he was at my mom's house too. So it was primarily a <laughs> dairy <laughs> regurgitation. So it just has that, that had that just that nasty, funky, horrific smell that it gets when it's primarily composed of dairy. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. The worst is when you get those potato chunks in your nose when you're when you're vomiting. <laughs> the worst is when you, you actually know? launch an entire uh, mushroom at your nose. That happened to me as a kid. We had uh, my mom had made this big steak dinner with uh, sautéed mushrooms and whatnot, and I lobbed one of those bad boys out my out my nostril. <laughs> That's Aww. when I learned I needed to chew my food a little bit better. <laughs> well, I, I remember once I I, I uh, threw up and I had eaten. Some sort of it must have been ramen or something because I had one of you know strung between my throat and my nasal passage. And then you gotta pick and which direction you're gonna pull it out. <laughs> oh yes, and there's no good answer. There's no good answer to that, not at all. <laughs> uh, oh, that was so gross, and it just amazes me that you, you you chew stuff, you swallow it, and then it turns into like I mentioned a second ago, it turns into like potatoes uh-huh. and bile, uh-huh. and that's all. And I don't understand quite how that works unless it's corn. Yeah, but <laughs> then it just never kind of refills. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, yeah, it, like it does. It like reconstitutes yeah. in your stomach. It like grows new corn. <laughs> oh, the body! What an amazing like thing, right? <laughs> right. Meanwhile, Killer's over here going. Bleh. <laughs> No, I've gotten better, especially like cleaning up um, animal spew too. That's another another fun one, especially with cats. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but no, see, the, the worst for me is I used to have a cat and a dog, and the dogs like to treat the cat box like it's kitty roca. You're like, oh, look, it's candy, and so they eat that, and then they regurgitate that, <laughs> and that's the worst. Well, the other thing dogs do, they like to re-eat the spew. That's when I start spewing. Yeah. No, you try I, to get to it before the dog goes, ooh, ooh dinner again. Yum. Yeah. Yeah, and we then they also seem to really love uh, cow shit. My uh, grandparents own a farm, and anytime you take a dog out there, they come back and they could just tell they had just just engorged, you know, engorged themselves on it. So we always made sure we took the truck when we went out to grandma's house because then the dog got tossed in the back of the truck and hosed off when we came home. Uh, yeah, well, dogs eat their own shit. I know my old cattle dog; she used to poop <laughs> and then go back and eat it. So you had to like be pretty vigilant, like. If she'd gone out, you know, in the backyard and quickly clean it up before she decided, oh, there's another meal for me. <laughs> well, that's like Holly, my dog now. I mean, we have two rabbits in the basement. And so anytime when I go down to the basement, whether it's to feed the rabbits in the morning or the night or to clean their cages, the first thing, as soon as I head that direction, she tears ass to go downstairs with me because she loves bunny poop. <laughs> like, that's like her her treat, and it's a they've reason. got a little. Exactly, I don't know what it is. And there's like a, a little run that I have down here that I put them in when I'm cleaning the cage and our cages, and she'll go in there, and sometimes there'll be some that'll kind of get stuck to the floor mm-hmm. that you can't get up, and she'll sit there and scrape her teeth against the concrete, trying to get them off the floor. Nature's and, milk duds. Right, exactly. I keep thinking because her two favorite things, well, her three favorite things are potato chips pizza crust and bunny poop so i'm thinking if i can mix this into some sort of trail mix there's cash here there's money <laughs> new dog treat <laughs> i'm just not quite sure what to call it so if anybody mm. has any suggestions throw it out there because she loves it and and you know i'll sometimes i'll get a when i go down the cleanup i'll grab a trash bag and even if i just get a trash bag to change the liner in the in the trash can she'll immediately think she's going down to clean the cage with me and she'll tear ass for the stairs and wait like sit there peeking around the corner waiting like are we going down now you know let's do this she's a nut <laughs> right all right you're helping out go for it i guess it can't be that much harm right i mean it's just they eat yeah their food which is mostly comprised of like grains and sawdust so <laughs> yeah, i don't know about that no, no maybe yes yeah. i remember when i was a when i had got one of my first jobs i got i was i was uh mucking stalls for my my grandma 
and her dog, I was as I was chipping the stuff out of the stalls and shoveling into the wheelbarrow, I was fighting him for pieces of it. He'd come in there, and I'd, fresh, I'd chip some of it off there, and he'd start eating it, and I'd try to shovel it, and he'd be knocking the shovel over so he'd get more, and oh, it was a nightmare. Uh, dogs. <laughs> Man's <laughs> best friend. <laughs> wow. It's a great start from vomiting to shitting, and yeah. I don't know, what's next? Let's talk about peeing. How about that? Well, actually, what I was thinking of is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now that you mentioned that, I think I have probably found the one thing that would make Graham puke. Now the speak is dry. That's it. This podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> Free agent. Beer. Yep. Yep. I, I put it to anybody to drink that without puking. Uh, apparently, supposedly Scott the pool boy did it, but he had like a rip and hangover the next day. Yep. Uh. You don't make me giggle about that. It wasn't so much that I knew it would make you kind of go, oh, no. But in the background, it went, wow, wow, wow. Just like it you sounded do. like you were standing there. Yep. With your, with they're going to use all the cliches for their ads, you know, the, the didgeridoo and Australian for beer and. Oh, so for as much, it's not for, Friday. <laughs> yeah, but, but for as much as you hate them, why are you providing the background noise <laughs> for all their commercials? Yeah, I'm the only one that can play didgeridoo in Australia. Sure. <laughs> no, well, you're just very professional. You do like playing my didgeridoo, but that's private. That's for me. Yours is hands free. <laughs> Well, you know what, uh, Kill? Actually, I, when I went grocery shopping on Friday, um, I stopped by the liquor aisle because they have a pretty extensive like beer and wine selection at my grocery store. And I was scouring the aisles looking for VB, hoping that maybe they would have some there so I could buy it. And I, I couldn't find it anywhere, but I looked. I looked really hard. Yeah, I think it's only in like specialty stores. I know like you can get it if you go to certain pubs that are Australian-owned, like Australian Run. Uh, in New York, there's the pub called The Australian. So you'd probably get it in those sort of places where there's an Australian expat living over there. But yeah, I'm, I've never heard of anyone finding VB in any of your liquor stores, but yeah, they should. <laughs> I don't know. I, I looked because they had like every single like Mexican beer. They had all the, you know, the, the micro brews and all this stuff. But I thought for sure they'd have VB somewhere. I did find something called Victoria, but it was made in Mexico. And I'm like, yeah, that's not it. No, that's not the stuff. It's green label. With the letters VB on it. So. <laughs> I'm going to have to look around some more. Yeah. Uh, I've had a quick look online, seeing if I could find it somewhere in America. But that was a very quick look. So, but yeah. I'm, it'll be somewhere, but it'd, it'd probably be like a very boutique sort of liquor store. Not when you, you know, not in your supermarkets or, you know, just your corner liquor store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that actually brings up a question from my end. Um, living in Oregon, our liquor laws here are, are, are fucked at best. Um, you know, Joel, over at your place, you, can you buy hard alcohol at the grocery store? Uh, yes. Okay. They, uh, actually, that, that's funny you should ask that because I bought, uh, when I was sick uh, a couple few months ago, I bought uh, some honey, Jack, uh, Jack Daniels honey there. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I was wondering that too. But, yeah, they have all, all of it there. Jack Daniels honey. Ooh, don't think we've got that here. Not I'm a big Jack Daniels fan. Yeah, that's how I cut my teeth. Before I was drinking beer, I was drinking whiskey. Yeah, 
Gotcha. Yeah, no, here in Oregon, we in order to get hard liquor or hard alcohol, you have to actually go to a state-run liquor store, uh, similar to what, like, I guess, what Utah has. Um, but alcohol, or I should say beer and all that, you can get in most grocery stores if they've applied for a liquor license. Um, so it's just kind of funky. You know, if it's Sunday, you ain't getting shit. I mean, you can get a beer on a Sunday if the store's open, but you cannot get any type of hard liquor whatsoever. Yeah, we're we're pretty lax down here. You can get every any time you want. Yeah, and thanks everybody for typing in Skype making noises. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we don't. Uh, you can't find alcohol in many uh, supermarkets here, but they do have a bottle. We call them bottle shops, liquor store attached mm-hmm. next to the supermarkets. Oh, so they make it easy for you. Yeah, it was still easy. Like, cool. but um, in Aldi, they actually do sell alcohol. A lot of it's uh, just cheap cheap brand alcohol you know like Audi's not Audi brand alcohol but it's cheap but they do have occasional brand names but you can't go get VB or Foster's or whatever you but they do still have some certain drinks especially those uh, lolly drinks like the um, vodka and raspberry flavoured shit and mm-hmm. that are you can find somewhere else Smirnoff stuff I think yeah yeah the Smirnoff raspberry vodka and all that jazz yeah, yeah. oh lollywood jeez yeah. I, I don't mind one of them Occasionally, when mm. I've got the sweet tooth on, and but oh, you, they make you sick. There's yeah. that much sugar in it. Yeah, we had a. It hasn't been very big, popular lately, but in like the late '90s, early 2000s, we had a. Um, uh, what was that crap called? Uh, it was this really sweet, just just god awful. It was it had a high alcohol content, content, and it was cheap, so we picked it up quite a bit. Um, but it was super, super sweet. So if you had too much of it, you'd instantly get sick. But it was so huge, especially with all the underage kids that were trying to get somebody who was of age to buy them alcohol. They'd go for the cheapest shit they could find. They had the most bang for their buck, you know. Um, yeah. We had that issue down here. And the government ended up putting the excise up, the tax on alcohol up higher. Because so, all these young kids drinking all these you know, lollipop drinks and all this and just getting hammered and causing trouble, mm-hmm. especially underage kids. So they to curb that they put the the tax up, but the kids still got it, and it just costs like people who are regular drinkers more money. Exactly. So. Yeah. You know the way the way I've always looked at it is is no matter what you try to do, the kids are going to find a way to get to it. Um, the best thing you can do as a parent is actually educate your children as to you know the reasons why you should or should not do this or why it is the way it is, and kind of exactly. go from there. But if you make it taboo, they want to do it that much. You know, exactly. So the more you more. tell them no, the more you tell them no, the more they want to do it. Like. So yeah. yeah, but because uh, in my day when we were growing up, we always tried to sneak a beer. You know, you go into Dad's beer fridge and nick two, go down to the park with your mate and drink it. Yeah, and you we, know, I I, I, I up I, and beer, but these kids these days they don't like beer and they want to drink all these bloody lollipop drinks, as I call them. Yeah, now I, I was always too scared to raid my old man's fridge because he was. He had, like, damn near photographic memory when it came to his beer. So if you even so much as moved one of them, he'd know. <laughs> so. Yeah, same as my dad. I still took the risk, and I'm pretty sure if only two were missing, he'd be like, ah, he's growing up. Let him have it, you know. We'll just keep it on the down low. And, but yeah. Yeah. We used to have a beer here called KB, and it was pretty popular in, like, the 60s and 70s and that. And it was – I wouldn't call it, like, Foster's-like, but it, it still wasn't the best beer. But it, it yeah. got the nickname Kids Beer because so many uh, parents used to have it in their fridge. It was this gold can with KB written on it. So that's what a lot of kids in, you know, 70s, 80s used to, you know, drink because that's what they had to get to, you know. So it got this uh, nickname as Kids Beer. <laughs> 
Yeah, we. Uh, I remember in high school, a couple buddies of mine. We ended up. We, we had this. There was a um, a Seven Eleven, which is kind of like a convenience store uh, down the street from our high school, and uh, there was a homeless guy that kind of hung out in the back in this field that was about behind it. And we we went up to him one day and we offered him to, hey, look, if you wouldn't, but you buy us some alcohol, we'll go ahead and pay for you to have a bottle or two yourself as well. And being the you know stupid young kids, we didn't really think about any parameters or any type of guidelines to give him you know on that. So he goes in there, gets it, comes back, and came back with a Mad Dog Twenty Twenty and um, some Schlitz malt liquor, and just the most like cheapest, nastiest shit you could find that had the highest alcohol content, and gave that to us. Then had him so he had he had gotten a forty of Old English for himself. Uh, and so we, and then my buddies and I, of course, we cracked it. And he, my, my one friend got really drunk, and then went to class afterwards like a dumbass. So that was entertaining. But learn our lesson there. You've definitely, if you're going to have somebody hyping beer for you or getting beer for you, you've got to give them some parameters as to what you're going to drink or what you want. Otherwise, you could end up with some serious shit. Yeah, basically like metho. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm. I never really drunk too much before I was 18 because 18's the uh, legal age here uh. I'd have the occasional beer like when I was about 17 dad let me have a beer you know mm-hmm. and but yeah as soon as I turned 18 and I was playing baseball at the time my social baseball game and we were sponsored by a pub so after the game we'd always go back to the pub yeah and occasionally one of the boys I played with would sneak me a beer and then I turned 18 and I started drinking and my dad was always on to me slow down I didn't listen, of course, and, uh, you know, got hammered on beer once, and um, I couldn't drink beer for years, because, you know, when you get yourself so smashed on a a certain drink, it just, you can't touch that thing for a while. Yeah. So I had to switch to something else. Uh, I went out to a concert one night to see Richard Clapton, an Australian Australian band guy, Australian musician, and... um, my mate goes, here, try Southern Comfort, you know, because <laughs> I was so struggling to find it. Oh, I got hammered on that, and even to this day, if I drink Southern Comfort, it's still a bit <laughs> to me. Yeah, I couldn't even drink that for years. Yeah. But that's the old trick, you know, if you get yourself so, you know, wasted, blasted on a certain drink. But with the beer, it took me years to start drinking beer again, and uh, eventually did, of course. Yeah, but part of what helped me stop drinking soda was um, I got really right, right after my uh, wife and I, my previous wife and I split up, and we got we were going through our divorce and whatnot. Um, I got really, really hammered on Thanksgiving, and I was doing it with uh, Crown Royal and Coca Cola, and I put down uh, quite a bit of that stuff and got really sick and spent a lot of time in the bathroom, you know, <laughs> praying to the porcelain god, so to speak, and and. Uh, What's we that? call it driving the porcelain bus. Yeah, exactly, driving the porcelain bus. Yeah, we we have that over here too. Um, but because of that, I almost immediately stopped drinking Coke and couldn't even touch Crown Royal for the longest time. And even now, with Crown Royal, I, it's it's some days I'll pop the bottle, it smells good. And other days I pop, I'm like, nope, can't even do it. So <laughs> just kind of depends. I suffered that too because you know, I'd mix like my spirits with Coke, you know, my bourbons and that. But yeah, it, it hurts coming back up because mm-hmm. of the acid in the Coke. Yep. Uh, my mate told me to start. Uh, I don't know if you have a dry ginger ale. Okay. Yeah. Mix it with that. But to me, it was too tart. Yeah. I enjoyed it for a while, but it had the aftertaste of it I didn't enjoy. So I switched back to Coke. And yeah, if I have a bourbon, it's always with Coke now. But yeah. That's yeah. what I enjoy. Yeah. It. The, the pre mixed ones. I get in a few of them these days. Woodstock bourbon. Do you, 
No Woodstocks. No, I haven't heard that over here. No, must be. I, I thought it might have been just Australian, but yeah, my, my favorite bourbon's wild turkey. But okay, yeah, yeah, that, yeah I heard they that. have these Woodstock bourbons, um, and I can't stand the the pre the the cola they use in wild turkey premix. Yeah, it's just yeah. a bit. And so, but these Woodstock and the cola they put in that, I, I love love it. And they got different ranges. They got like the five percent. They got the ten percent, and uh, they got these little mini cans like the two hundred two hundred fifty mil. They're 12% alcohol. Yeah. So that's my yeah. pleasure coming fr- on Friday. At the end of the week, I'll get myself a four-pack of them. And I'll, and because they're so small, they go down so well. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Wow. Are we still talking about alcohol? Of course. Yes. Okay. Well, let me... Uh, I don't know what you guys are talking about specifically, but something I thought about that I wanted to mention that uh, I didn't realize until I moved to Colorado is that... Uh, here in, in at least back when before I moved to Colorado in this part of the country, uh, Illinois, Kansas City specific, it was like all three two five alcohol content percentage for like a beer, for example. But in Colorado, <laughs> they used to call that kind of the equivalent of what you would refer to kill as lolly water, mm-hmm. uh, because all their beers were six percent alcohol by volume. That was standard. Um, so it was kind of a shock, and you know you could have a beer and be like, whoa, you know, it's like drinking two. More or less. Um, and now it's starting to see that kind of become a trend. You know, you find the higher alcohol content beers here now. But back then, that was kind of a shocker. Yeah, well, that's that's a, a pretty famous story about Australians going over to America and out drinking Americans because we're so used to like 5% alcohol beers here. And then go over there and start drinking your beer. It's 35 or whatever. And that, they just throw them down. It's like, yeah, come on, keep up. <laughs> well, that, that kind of depends. On, I, I've noticed it's very dependent on where you're at in the States, too. Because like in Portland here, even though our liquor laws are so screwed up, we do have a very uh, very good microbrew and homebrew community going on. And so we, you can get some of the beers that are upwards of 9 10 11% alcohol uh, rate of volume on them. So it just kind of depends on what you're drinking and where you're getting it from. Did you say nine, ten, or eleven? Yeah, I mean, we can get, Yeah, we can get it pretty high up there, especially on the homebrew stuff. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, what's the standard there then, Kelly? You said it's about five percent. Uh, four point six to four point nine. Um, I've mentioned this story before. VB dropped their alcohol content to four point eight, then to four point six, then lost the market share, and then decided to put it back up to four point nine. Basically, because you get charged tax on uh, the alcohol content, so the excise on it, so it, it's more expensive for them because they've got to charge the tax on it. So they dropped it to try to keep the price in line, and they found out that people don't care; they would rather pay the extra five dollars for a case to get the good VB four point nine percent. But yeah, we, we've got occasion. Yeah, there's a few beers here, like six, six and a half, seven, some of them. Yeah. Uh, I've yeah. seen 8% beers. Yeah, over here, there's especially with the darker beers, like the porters and all that, you can get some of those that have a very high alcohol content, and then the IPAs as well. Uh, the problem I found with the IPAs and the high alcohol content is they really, really throw you for a loop and make you feel like just absolute shit the next day. <laughs> it really messes with you. Yeah. All right. I think, Not- uh, what, you got more to talk about alcohol, Joel? <laughs> I was going to say... No, no, I was going to say, I, I think, uh, well, we, first of all, we didn't give our contact information, but speaking of contact information, I think we had some voicemails. We got some voicemails, definitely. 
We've got three, and I have not heard any of them. <laughs> so, okay, we'll, we'll go for the first one, the one you sent me first, Joel, the 28-second one. We'll see who this is and what they've got to say. I was given this number by somebody on Facebook who said I should call and say that I don't think it's right that every other English-speaking nation still has a U in color and favorite when it doesn't belong there. That's all. I hope this gets to the right place. And whoever gave me this message, I hope you get it. If not, then I guess you're uh, listening to this for no good reason. Okay. Goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Who does that sound like? Is it our friend Nan? Uh, it sounded like a kind of a sedate Nen, but at the same time, it didn't. Like, I wasn't quite familiar with the voice. But do you still have the use and favorite and color of it? Yes, that's where they started. I um, It was on a Facebook post. I, I forget what the post was about, but I was typing about favorite and color, and I put the U in. That's just the way I was taught how to spell. So, yes, we still use it. Most English countries, as in uh, one's still a part of the... Uh, the the English, what, I can't even think of the word now, but yeah, Commonwealth. The Commonwealth? Yeah, that's yeah. the word I was trying to find. Yes, we still use use. And uh, the joke I said, yeah, you had a fight with England to get, because you said, you said to uh, England, we don't want you anymore. Uh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> no wonder we got the voicemail. <laughs> yeah, I, I called him out. I said, there is a place for you to complain about this and <laughs> put the number in. And so he did. All right. You don't do that in, in your neck of the woods, do you, Justin? No, we uh, no. It's it's the standard good old American spelling. It still kills me when I say it. Like it's just one of those like little things. I know that's the way you spell it, but when I see color spelt without the U, it just looks wrong to me. We feel the same way about your spelling, so it's all good. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> the English language was developed by the English, so I think we're right. Anyway, there's a, there's a reason we left because yeah, you didn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, next voicemail. Yeah, this one's a long one. This is a three minute one. Here we go. Hey guys, it's me. I'm calling in. Listen to episodes thirty six, thirty five, and thirty six. The ones with uh, Alan Speaker and John Bendar. Um. And I've got a couple of things to say about episode 35 with uh, Mr. Speaker there. One, no, I wasn't me. Why the fuck would I pretend to be Bryce? It's fucking ridiculous. Even for goddamn me. That's something Charlie would pull. Now... Another thing that was kind of gnawing at, gnawing at my ears a little bit was the uh, the very uh, loud exhalation from one of the co-hosts. I'm not naming names, but I'm sure you guys can guess who. But that was distracting. I kept wanting to fucking scream, and I did at one point in time. Get the microphone away from your goddamn mouth! But... What was that accomplished, being that it's uh, in a, about a month since that episode aired? And uh, let's see. Um, 
You know, it seems pretty disturbing to me that Ke- uh, Killa Wilba there knows an awful lot about the television industry. For somebody who's, quote, unquote, a cabinet maker, a coffin maker. So what? Did you have a failed uh, career in uh, television marketing before you became a coffin maker in between your... Uh, your high school, fucking college, fucking whatever, baseball days. And, uh, yeah, no, fucking New Zealand, fucking Australian, they sound the goddamn same, from my perspective. Just, I'm sure it's kind of hard for you to point out a Canadian accent unless they use the aboot. Well, no. Actually, that's really fucking easy to point out. It's the same as a Minnesota accent. You know, just ask Dustin about it. He knows. He's <laughs> Dustin MN, for crying out loud. My God, this turned into a fucking rant, didn't it? Um, I'm sure there was a couple things that came up during uh, John's episode, but I didn't take notes like I did during uh, Alan's episode. So I'm sorry for getting behind. It's just in the transition, I had thought that when I changed devices for my podcast, that... And it ends very abruptly. Uh, who didn't he not offend then? I think he just called everyone out. <laughs> Wait for it. All right, let's continue. Yeah, nothing pisses me off more than getting fucking cut off. And yes, granted... It was over three fucking minutes. But I wasn't done with my point. And since I got cut off, I'm more pissed off about being cut off than I am about fucking continuing my rant. Because I don't remember what it was. Well, I'm going to listen to uh, another episode or two today and maybe re-listen to uh, episode 36. But, Damn. Yeah, no, if, if you watch American television and you can pick out the Australian actors, every last one of them does a fucking southern accent. Fucking, uh, like you pointed out, fucking Brian Quanton from uh, True Blood, Australian. Fuck goddamn Snooky Stackhouse. Fuck her in her snackle tooth. Um, <laughs> and then also, uh, <clears throat> Maggie from The Walking Dead. She's also Australian. Although in the first season, she kind of had that accent on pretty thick. And it seems to be making a re- uh, return as of late in these later episodes. And let's see. Where am I at? Yeah, I'm probably going to end this one now. Yep, it did end. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my God. Nan at his best. We asked for a rant. Oh, boy, did we get one. <laughs> you got two, kind of. Uh, all right, then. We, uh, we're, we're pretty... Uh, we know what happened in episode 35, yeah. We're letting that just be. Um, uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, you know, it's not that we we uh, we didn't like having Alan on. I mean, Alan was, was good, and we enjoyed talking to him. It's just, yeah, it was it was a little bit kind of much but we're gonna work on it for next time and uh we didn't want to like make it a big deal so yeah thank you for making it 
a big small deal. deal. <laughs> yeah, I haven't listened to that episode yet, but I'm going to have to go back and listen to it now to see what pissed him off so much. He wasn't the only one pissed off. <laughs> I had a couple of people mention it to me privately, not bringing it up on the show. Understood, I'll let it go. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fine. It, things happen. Certain people um, don't have uh, the right equipment and whatnot, and it doesn't bother us. So we'll put anyone on the show. Once yeah. you've got a microphone, yeah. we'll deal with it. It's unfortunate, though, because uh, we do get some people on, like you, Justin, who's got the nice equipment, so we get a nice sound on it. But, hey, we're, we're not discriminating against people who don't have the uh, podcasting equipment. So anybody, don't be scared to come on and think we're going to judge you because your microphone isn't the best or whatever. Yeah, not everybody puts a lot of money, time, and effort into this particular pursuit, but doesn't mean we don't yeah. that you guys don't want them on. Yeah, especially if they're only going to just come in on a show once every, what, six months. You know, what, they're going to go fork out money just so they can be a, a co-host on a show? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, just like, our, I mean, speaking of which, our next two weeks' worth of guests are both uh, kind of, I mean, they're not podcasters, and they're more than willing to come on with minimal to no equipment so yeah everybody's welcome we had when we had jack on she was on her iphone using skype with the head just the normal like earphone headset like that comes with the phone so anyway we just have to uh, speak to people and teach them how not to breathe into a microphone that's all don't i've done it before i got in trouble on unitards once when i had a headset (laughs) mic and i had the microphone right underneath my nose and it was gone so but, so, but you were doing it in Australian, so. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you're over there pleasuring yourself instead of actually being part of the debate. Uh, well, Charlie let me know I was making a lot of noise, so. Yeah. Well, and, and he was a little bit. So, anyway, I didn't have my bit. equipment set up. I didn't have my, my mixer mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. at the time, so I had to use just a, like a telemarketer headset just plugged into my computer. Well, then that brings up an interesting topic of um, the, the the myriad of different ways that people actually put these podcasts together and how they do it. Uh, I was chatting with uh, Scott the Pool Boy a while back, and his original setup where he was using a headphone amplifier as a microphone preamp because he just kind of reversed the way it worked and uh, had never thought of that myself. But in theory, it worked just fine, and it, it did for him. And then Izzy Rock has a unique setup with the way he does things right now currently. Um, with the Tales from the Hard Side podcast. So it's just, uh, you start chatting with people and the different ways that people have, have come up to solve these problems or have done these things, and everybody's got a different solution for the same problem. And it's really interesting to just think you know, think about how they came to that conclusion and how they actually set that up. Well, there's, um, there's a group on um, Facebook, I think Joel's a member of, Podcast Community. Yeah. And it, it, constantly people are in there asking for advice, and there's so many different ways that people do it yeah but yeah. anyone's interested in podcasting or I, I suggest you join that group because there's so many people out there who are willing to help a guy that works at libsyn the hosting service i use he's on there too so he's always willing to give advice so check out podcast community on facebook um i think it's a private group isn't it or probably, uh, no, yeah i mean you have to ask for i think yeah, to be to, to, they'll take yeah, they take virtually anyone, but yeah. you can roll through that and get so much advice and just see how people do it in so many different ways. Yeah, and, and you know that's just that's that's the narrative of the podcasting community in general. I, I reached out to uh, Eric Tomorrow of Mediocre and, and the Mike Pilot too 
Um, and just said, hey, look, you know, I'm looking at doing this. Here's the equipment I've got. I've come kind of messing with this and doing that. And in fact, when I was first set up my Skype feed and trying to get the whole mix minus thing down and, turn, you know, be able to record without looping back, et cetera, et cetera. Eric spent like an obscene amount of time helping me troubleshoot this via email and Skype. I am and whatnot. Um, just because he's like, you know, it's an audio problem. This really intrigues me. Let's figure this the fuck out. And like four and a half hours back and forth, we were going through it until we got it all fixed and figured out. But there's just that that's the type of people you meet in this community. They're all willing to help out and they're all willing to <clears throat> give you all, you know, the advice they have for how they figured it out or how they chose to do it. And then you can kind of pick and choose what works best for you and your equipment. Yeah. Well, it's like so, so many people have uh, approached Eric and the mic for that same reason. And as long as you approach them in the right way and, and nice, I'm pretty sure they help you out, and especially if there's someone you know, you know, that you're someone they know, they're willing to help and just throw their advice into the mix. And uh, Well, yeah, Mike used to uh, get people asking a lot during the Awful Show days to the point where he, he made a... Well, no, he made a... He made a um, like a... Oh, it was a PDF file or something. It was like a, he laid out his entire setup in a diagram and posted it on the webpage. And it's like, you know, if you're interested in my setup, this is it. So people could go take a look at it. And he was always willing to kind of guide people along. I mean, he helped me kind of figure out how this whole thing works from headset mic to Barbie mic to now having a moderately professional setup, you know, more or less. It's better than it was. It's better than a lot. Um, the Barbie mic. <laughs> well, yeah. But... You know, it, that's the beautiful thing about podcasting is that everybody can do it if they have the desire and not everybody's going to succeed. Not everybody's going to be good. I mean, I've heard friends of mine who talked about how, like my friend Matt, who has done shows with me, my best friend, Matt, um, he talks about how he really was kind of turned off by podcasting because the first thing he experienced when he started was looking for gaming podcasts because he's a gamer. And he came across ones where people would just set up a, 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 a you know, you know, what do they call it? Unidirectional. Unilateral. Yeah. yeah. Like a, or multidirectional. Yeah. Um, and in the middle of the table and they'd play a game and they'd just record like this four hour session of them playing a game and post it as a show. And nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. If I want to, I mean, if I want to hear people calling other people fags and shit like that, I'll just go play the game online with somebody else, you know? <laughs> Oh, no, I'm talking role-playing game. Oh, like, gosh, you know, I, I like, was just going, thinking back to the, the first-person shooters and all the little 13-year-olds that are like, you know, fuck you, faggot. It's like, um, really? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a whole other thing altogether. And yeah. those are all over YouTube, man. But, I mean, this is, you know, Dungeons & Dragons kind of books and dice and, you know, sitting around. I, I now cast my, you know, fourth level, whatever. And this was the show. And it was, you know, from this one mic in the middle of the room. <clears throat> you can't really make out what everybody's saying. And I'm like, no wonder you got turned off. Yeah. No, you know, and, and, and it's, a, it's this fine line that you walk with audio quality because not everybody, I mean, I, like even with me in the, in the very beginning, <clears throat> I, I had a certain level that I wanted to try to achieve, but I wasn't willing to dump a lot of money into it until I realized, until I discovered whether or not it was something I was going to want to do. Um, I didn't want to sit here and just go blow, you know, five, 600 bucks on all this equipment and then just realize that I'm not enjoying it or it's not something I'm passionate about. And there's $600 down the drain. Um, but on the flip side there, I've heard some really, really poorly set up podcasts as far as microphone placement, or like you said, one mic in the middle of the room with all the echoing and so people's voices echo and overlap each other and you can't make out what anybody is saying. And so you can't really, I mean, you have to kind of, it's it's just a very fine line that you walk there. And then I've also noticed that on a lot of podcasts, what you'll see is they'll start out and it sounds pretty shitty. 
And then as they figure things out and they move on and they discover they like it, it starts to improve and get better. So you can't always also judge off the first 5, 10, 15, 20 shows sometimes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's there's people that'll go in and jump in like 30 episodes in and they'll, they'll go back to the beginning and just be kind of shocked. Yep. Well, it was like the Mediocre Show when that first started. If you go back and listen to the first, I don't know how many apps, when Eric started, oh, yeah, the audio quality was terrible. But, yeah, he... He wanted to start a show, so he didn't want to, you know, fork out so much money to, to do it and found his, like, his uh, game for the show, you know, his way he wanted it and gone, oh, this is a thing, and started investing more and more money. And I'm pretty sure over the years, the amount of money Eric's put into that show, geez, he's got preamps, he's got a, a lot of me. Like the mic, I mean, I'd love to see the mic studio, what he's got see, set up. It's a process, though, you know, it's little bits at a time and, and slowly learning what's right, what's wrong, they're talking to other people. And, I, I, you know, being a part of the community, I've seen a lot of shows do that. And um, I remember if you go back to, like, the very first couple episodes of The Awful Show, not even speaking to just the technical quality, but just the sounds of their vo- their voices. They sound like little kids almost. It's <laughs> yeah, funny. Mike sounds like he's huffing helium as he speaks. Yeah, It's pretty comical. But the other thing I was going to bring up is, like, uh, us podcasters, we're – we don't see other people as competition. We just go, well, we want help, you know? Yeah. If, if there's any advice I can give you, I'll give it to you. It's not like it's you're, you're competing against that person, you know? Let's make this medium a, a great medium so everyone can enjoy it. Yeah, and I've, I've noticed, too, that when, when you have the podcast that do that and they build that community with each other, you get a lot of um, a lot of fans that are have, will cross the, the podcasting lines or cross the show lines. You know, there'll be – there's tons of people that are on the Mediocre Show that are fans of, uh, obviously, Oblivious and vice versa. Um, people that came from The Awful Show to The Mediocre Show, Mediocre Show to Geek Show, Geek Show to Court and Fatboy back in the day, and now welcome to that whole thing um, – you know, and I've actually got a lot, some listeners that are, have joined on with with us that have come from either mediocre or geek show, just from seeing the posts that we put up on Facebook and whatnot. So it, it just kind of this whole they all. It, uh, I think you used the term um, <clears throat> uh, ancestral on the last time we were we recorded together, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> the whole community is very ancestral in the fact that they just kind of they all. And of course, you're not not everybody's going to like the same thing. I mean, there's a lot of people that might like what mediocre does but what doesn't really dig geek show because they delve too deeply into the geek stuff so while there's still a lot of cross fan base there one or two people or however many there are might not enjoy both of them so they stick with one and not the other and it's but it, but it's, like you said it's not a direct competition we all just kind of want to help each other out because if we succeed we can help them succeed and they can we can listen to their stuff maybe they listen to our stuff and it just if we help each other out it, it benefits everybody that's true and it's like there's um Harry Trucker has just started a new podcast. Adam, yes, and I was I was going to bring that up too. So I'm glad you did. Uh, I was I have put the word out to him. Um, anytime he wants to come on here, and you know when he's like got himself settled, you know three or four shows in when he's ready. But you know pop on here, cross promote, come on and join us, and we can do the usual podcast question at the beginning of the show and um, get to know Adam, and then maybe some of our listeners will go, hang on, he sounds like our the right person to listen to, I'll go check his show out. It's what? No Hope for Humanity, right? Yes. Yep, No Hope for Humanity. I haven't got to listen to it yet. Oh, uh, dude, it, it's awesome. <laughs> it is good. I, I yeah. love it already, and they're only one episode in. I know, I've only got one. I've got it downloaded on my phone. I just haven't got to it yet. Well, and it's, but, it's actually a perfect example of what Joel was previously talking about, about the gaming podcast. Um, I'm not sure if you looked into it too much, but basically it's a bunch of people playing cards against humanity and recording it. 
Um, but it's done right. I mean, he, he really put a lot of effort into, I, I remember I had some conversations with him and he was talking with other people and in, 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 in the, uh, various groups we run in about what to get, what to do, et cetera, et cetera. And he's got, it's a real clean sound quality. I mean, he's starting strong right out the gate with the audio quality and whatnot. And you can clearly hear all of the players and it's, yeah, it's, it's fantastic so far. He, he did it right. Cause he asked before he started, yep. what should I do? He, he went to a few people and asked, how can I do this? What's the best way to do this? And, um, so yeah, so, but he's lucky he's part of the, the community. So, Yep. Yeah, and has been for a long time. Long time. But speaking of part of the community, Joel, the thing yes, we need to bring up, a special person in our podcasting community needs our help. Ah, yes. Um, we we talked about it at length on, <clears throat> obviously, Oblivious this last week, and we brushed across it on, on 40 Growing on 14, well, Josh did. Um, and I know you and I said we wanted to make sure he brought it up here, and I've been chatting with her today. Um, Janice is, uh, Nikki from Georgia. As some people may know her. She was, uh, out on a hike with some of her friends and proceeded to roll her ankle, broke it clean through just above, uh, her fibula and proceeded to walk the entire way back to the cars, uh, using a stick that she found. It took her four and a half hours to walk back. What originally took about 45 minutes to an hour to walk down, I believe. Um, and, I don't know how she managed it, but she did. Didn't go to the doctor till the next day. And uh, now she's looking at surgery next week to put a plate in. And she's going to be laid up uh, for seven weeks out of work. Now she's self-employed. She um, pays for her own insurance and has a really high deductible. So one of her gaming friends originally started a a, um, GoFundMe page where you can help to kind of break the cost of her deductible, if nothing else, because we want to do what we can, but, you know, they're just trying to start with that. And she's about halfway there right now. Yep, $180 as I look at it right now. And that's about about the course of a week so far. But we're hoping that by getting it out to the shows, um, I'm hoping Mediocre will pick it up. Um, I've got it on all, all four of my shows. They mentioned it this week on the show. Yeah. Good. Um, it's been posted on, you know, all of the pages that, that we're involved with, uh, including a lot of our individual pages. We're just trying to get it out there as much as possible. Um, there's a couple of little fundraiser things that have been started. So there's, there's things out there, um, where you can donate either time, money, whatever you can. Uh, because, you know, she literally is one of those people that she gives herself wholeheartedly to everybody in the podcasting community and never asks for a single thing in return. Um, so well, and I can step in and say at least for myself, but I, I think, of, in my opinion, she's more of a man than the three of us combined with walking out on a broken ankle like that. That was. <laughs> I mean, it it was it was crazy. I've seen the the pictures and I've seen the X rays, and I mean, it's just I don't know how she managed it, but you know, she's got this huge cast now. She's going out of her mind because she can't do anything. She's like me, you know. She's always doing something. Yeah, um, stuck doing nothing. That's the worst. Yeah, somebody got her one of those knee um, knee wheelchair things so she can get around easier. And but she's going a little stir crazy, and she's got friends there that are coming and taking care of her every once in a while. But you know, anything you can do support wise, whether it's just sending her a, a support message on Facebook or on you know any way if you've got her text, phone number, whatever. If you live in Georgia, want to stop by? I mean. She could use all the even if you if you can't afford to um, donate, uh, just retweet or re like uh, 
repost on Facebook the uh, GoFundMe site. It's GoFundMe.com slash Janice Parker. J-A-N-E-S-E-P-A-R-K-E-R. So I understand if people can't afford. I mean, I donated some money. I It's not as much as some people, but I donated what I could. But I, I can't believe there's two anonymous um, donations I'm looking at now that are $200. So there's some really kind people out there. But, yeah, even if you've got a spare $5 and you can afford to do it, it doesn't matter. And it, every little bit counts, as they always say in these donation drives. But as Joel was saying, this... This, this woman, she is the most supportive person I've known of all the podcasts I've listened to. She's one of the most nicest, kindest people. She's always buying gifts for people, uh, jumping in when people needed donations for other little things. And I think it's time we um, we all gave back to her. She, she uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting a bit emotional. I don't know why, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> she's I, she's like, very thankful I'm, I'm for it all. Like, because, you know, breaking my neck, you know. When I did my hip, I had my parents to support me. But when I broke my neck, all I had was Donna. And, you know. But, yeah, anything you can do, a message, maybe a donation, or, you know, just retweet, repost the uh, the page. Put it out to your friends. Maybe one of your friends has got some spare cash and wouldn't mind helping someone out that deserves something. We all, you know, we waste so much money, I think, sometimes as humans, you know. And this is a good cause. So I don't know. Well, she appreciates it, and she's she um, is a little overwhelmed by the outpouring. She uh, has had a really hard time kind of dealing with it, as I think most of us are pretty humble in in, in general. Um, and for her to feel like her hands out, which it it wasn't, it was on her friends are the ones that actually made it. She wouldn't have never done it on her own ever. Um, but you know, she's kind of was fighting it at first, but we've all kind of talked her into accepting it and just you know. She's got enough going on. She doesn't need one less thing to worry about. So like like Killa said, even if you can't donate money, if you can put some time in, spread the word, get it out there, let's at least try and hit that deductible mark if we can. That's right. Yeah, and I have to say, you know, especially after seeing some of the stupid bullshit that goes up on GoFundMe, like the potato salad incident or the, you know, my my dog needs a surgery. If you can donate to somebody's dog, you know, <laughs> I think you, I'm not saying that the people we're talking to do, but I'm just saying if, in general, <clears throat> she, she she does so much. If you can do it, donate. If not, spread the word, whatever you can do to help. it's It would help. That's right. And it, it's a it's a good cause, people. Trust me. I wouldn't be bringing it up if it wasn't. Uh, yep. So, yeah. So we wish you all the best there, Nikki from Georgia. Wishing you a speedy recovery. At least you don't have to wear a neck brace for uh, three months. <laughs> uh, yeah. But we all love her and, yeah, and we, like all said, do. we wish her the best. So, At least we didn't put shit on her like the mic did on double O. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way Mike shows his love. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, if he didn't do that, then she probably would have actually gotten offended because that that would have meant that he didn't care. Right. She's like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Why do you hate me? But I have to warn people, you're going to see this post on my Facebook uh, for a little while. Every now, you know, every few days, I'm reposting it. So don't get upset with me because you see it on my Facebook, people. Well, you know, and in that case, the way I look at it is they shouldn't get upset in the first place and they don't like it. You know what they can do? They can ignore it. They can move on. They can go past it. They can go fuck themselves. That too. I was. I, th- these were your contacts, so I wasn't going to get that 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 <laughs> abrupt about it, but you said it. 
I, it's not like I post this stuff all the time. I only post right. things that are important. So anyone on my Facebook sees me posting things like this, it means it's an important thing to me and to my podcast family. So I don't post stuff that's just because someone goes, oh, just share this link. I don't. I only post things that are important. So deal with it, people. <laughs> all righty. So that's our downer, downer moment for the podcast. We've had puke. Shit, piss, <laughs> beer, <laughs> beer, fosters. Well, you know what that means. No, I think it's time for R for random, isn't it? It is. It's time for Maybelline's R's for random. Um, you know, we've been pretty random tonight, so it makes sense to go ahead and continue that trend into the uh, the appropriate forum. So uh, the first question, and this actually stems from. Uh, the question, or well, the, the comment that um, Nenemoss made about the Australian actor on True Blood. Wrong. So, well, I know I said wrong uh, on, talk as someone else, but no, sorry. Yeah, that guy that's Australian, right? Right. He said his name. I can't remember his name. It's funny. Ryan knows the name, and I don't. Kawanatana Lawanamana. Yeah, something like that. Ex Home and Away. That's all I know. Um, well, the, on that show, you know, you've got your werewolves. I believe that he was like a were panther or something, <coughs> and then you've got like shapeshifters and stuff. I don't know. Sorry. So, question is, if oh, I don't watch it, it's uh, no, I I'm know. sorry, I, I was like t- taking a drink of a beer when you said were panther, and I almost spit it all over my microphone. So, <laughs> it's a real thing. <laughs> no, it just it no, caught just, me off guard. I used to watch it, but I, I got like I haven't watched the last three freaking seasons. It just lost me. So. So the question is, if you could be aware of something, what animal would you like to turn into? <laughs> and on, a, on a, a separate question, after you're done with that one, if you couldn't be aware of something, would, how would you feel about being a shapeshifter that could turn into anything? All right. I want to be a weirdrop bear. <laughs> Why did I know you were going to go there? <laughs> I'd be giggling when you asked the question. You should have known where I was going to go. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That's mine. My wear. Uh, wear bear. Now, would you be the same size killer just like as like a koala, but like like full size? Yeah. Normal. Well, they can grow pretty big. Well, not as big as you. I mean, you're small, like skinny guy, skinny but I mean like. Tall. I'm six one. Exactly. I, that would be frightening to have a six foot one skinny koala bear. With giant claws. <laughs> <laughs> Jump out of a tree. With my didgeridoo going wow 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 as I fly out of the tree. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, what about you, Justin? Uh, wear panda. <laughs> Why am I imagining kung fu panda? Now? Exactly, that's kind of where I went with oh, it. So. <laughs> that's where I went to too. With the voice of Jack Black, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. I, 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 See, here I was. I was thinking we were going to be somewhat serious with it. I should have known better. Um, but well, now no, I'm trying to think. Pandas what are kind of the same. Pandas they look all cute and cuddly, but they can get pretty damn aggressive. So that's that's really why I went with it. Is the they they look one way, but they can completely shift on you. Yeah, and they don't like having sex to reproduce because that's why they're getting extinct. So what what what's that game? Isn't there a World of Warcraft expansion pack that has like pandas that are like kung fu pandas, but they're really like badass? Yeah, isn't the furry expansion pack? 
not it's not furries. <laughs> I don't know what they are, but they have like those big like like uh, wicker hats on, and they have like bow staffs, and they look all kind of crazy, like cool. But anyway, I, I mean that's not a bad option. I guess it's a little better than a drop bear. No offense, Kilo, but I've seen scary drop bears, so I guess that kind of goes a ways. See now, now that you're talking about that, I, I'm trying to think of like what's the most dangerous animal I can think of, and all I can think of is a hippo. Um, oh yeah, don't fuck with a hippo. But then I, they're the most. They actually kill more people in the world than any other animal. Exactly, and so that's what I'm thinking. But then all I keep imagining in my head is, and you'll understand this, Justin, but is uh, what's her name from Madagascar? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Can't think of her name all of a sudden. I don't think of a name either. Know yeah, but I, I know who you're talking about. Well, actually, when you first said that, what I thought, what I shot to is there's that meme going around the internet where it's like these guys, this hippo was charging them, and then somebody captioned it, "Give me all your marbles," because a hungry, hungry hippo. So, hungry. <laughs> Well, I'm well, going to go with that then. I'm going to say wear hippo because number one, they're apparently very, very uh, successful at, at hurting people, and then they're fun if you like push on their little lever. So, all right. Now, if then, would you would how would you feel about being a shapeshifter? You could turn into anything. Yes, I would love that. Would you use your powers for good or evil? Um, how much money do you have? <laughs> I got nothing, so you have to go somewhere else. Okay, well, you know, that th- that would be the defining moment, I think. Because it'd be hard not to. Because you got to imagine, like, let's say you turned into like a an ant, and you could like crawl into like a, a a bank or something, and then you could like turn into a, I don't know, whatever, and you could get inside a vault and steal all the money. I mean, it's it's, well, it's I think, awfully tempting. I think a more ac- may- maybe there should be some de- extra definition to the question because it also depends on what stage of your life you're in too. As a uh, young horny teenager, the things you would shape shift into so you could see other stuff would be completely different than what you might do as <laughs> late twenties, early thirties, forties, whatever. That's true. Uh, now I'm thinking about Porky's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyway, to answer the question, Gloria was the name of the hippo out of. Thank you. I didn't. Mm, thank you. I, I think it'd be fun to be that sort of thing. Although I, I can't imagine. I mean, just looking at uh, like American Werewolf from London or any of the other. I'm not a big Werewolf fan, but any of those movies where they transform, it always looks painful. So I can't imagine like like if you're like morphing into like a fly that that wouldn't be painful. Well, I, I, well I guess it depends on what kind of shapeshifter you are. Because in Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, uh, Odo. He didn't seem to have, ever have painful when he when he was transforming. It was only if he held the shape for too long that it hurt him. So, All right. mm. got a little too, well, too nerdy there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. What were you gonna say, Killa? Sorry. I'm thinking Ben Ten, having Omnitrix on my arm to bit shape shifts, shape, shape Whoa. shift into um, any alien I'll have in my watch. So yeah, I'm a big Ben Ten fan, by the way. I apparently so. I didn't. Whoa, I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, she did. My missus. All right. <laughs> I don't understand that. That show didn't start till you were a grown man. I know. I love it. It's on every well, Saturday and Sunday, and at four o'clock every afternoon. Why did your voice get really high all of a sudden? Because I'm talking like Ben Ten. Because he's a young boy. <laughs> <laughs> Is this because you were watching with like a relative? or something or no no I don't know I just don't worry it's, it's one of my little guilty pleasures watching Ben 10 I know I'll, it's stupid 
I'm an avid fan of uh, Phineas and Ferb, and that's technically a kids show. So, yeah, but you got kids, you got an excuse. Well, but have you ever actually watched it? I mean, it's, they, they throw in. It's one of those nice ones where they actually throw in some adult humor too, so you're not just your brain's not melting into goo as you watch it. Oh heck yeah! The Night of the Living Pharmacist uh, <laughs> movie thing was phenomenal. Yeah, and they have, for that, and they have a platypus in there. Well, of course, Perry. Perry, yeah. Um, well, all right. Well, next it's question. Australian animals ever, and they're deadly too. <laughs> Wait, what? Platypuses, what? Platypuses are? Yeah, they've got a, a claw on their the hands. It's got poison in it. Really? Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I'm not. This is not a drop rare joke. It's not me being silly. Yes. Well, then you know I what? Have... I, I might change my my choice to wear platypus. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's like the it, all of a sudden I feel like you're you're pulling a Sydney Harbour Bridge on me, where everybody knows this but me, and I suddenly look like a big dumb idiot. Yeah, it's true. I'm not fucking with you. I'm being honest. Yeah, they said I'm an idiot. <laughs> Come on, John. You're not an idiot. You know what? Me. <laughs> Just so you don't know a lot about Australia. Did you know this, Justin? About the claw? Yeah. Platypus. Yeah. Uh, well, I knew about. I, I know what a platypus is, but as far as the claw, no, I did not know that. But yeah, it sounds um, pretty badass. Wikipedia, come on. Wikipedia back. <laughs> it's not something. Well, I just, Wikipedia will back anything up. Yeah, I want to get the right information, but yeah, they do have a. Uh, it's Surprise like it doesn't go beep 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 <laughs> as much as it backs things up. <laughs> but they're pretty hard. They're actually hard to find in the wild because they're pretty elusive. What, the claw? No, or the platypus. platypus. Would you like the platypus? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I need to learn how to spell platypus. <laughs> All right, moving on. I'll, I'll find the information as we move on. All right, well, when you find it, you can bring it up. Okay, so the next one, this actually uh, was a question that she had already given to me, but because uh, I was watching um, that show I Survived last night, it came to mind, and I, I wanted to talk about it because I want to see if I'm the only one or not. Um, on the show I survived last night, they had one of the the stories was about this guy who was out on a boat with his buddies and the boat, like something happened to it and they ended up in the water and they couldn't go anywhere because the boat was broken and they were in the water for eight days total, which leads me to the movie Open Water, which a lot of people aren't a fan of, but I think it's phenomenal. We're about two scuba drivers who go out on a scuba thing, the miscount, they miscount and the driver leaves without them and they get stuck out in the water with their scuba gear um, in the middle of the ocean with no food or water or anything. Um, so the question is, would you go on a cruise? And my thought process is, is <laughs> number one, would you go on a cruise in general? But number two, why wouldn't you? And for me, and I'm going to answer first because I usually don't, I'm not going on a cruise for, for the main reason is, is I've seen Titanic. I've seen Open Water. I watched I Survived. One of my biggest fears on this planet is getting stuck out in the middle of water that I can't see the bottom. Um, whether it's a lake or the ocean, I'm not having it. I just, I don't, it scares the crap out of me. So whoever, go ahead. Next. Go for it, Justin. Um, would I go on a cruise? Sure. I, I, the, the way I look at it is, is much like anything else in life. It, if, it's, if it's your time, it's your time. If you're going to go and, and, and you, whether you believe in a God, a higher power, uh, karma, you know, mother nature, whatever it is. If it's time for you to get snuffed out, it's just going to happen. So why why be afraid? Might as well just you know enjoy it. I mean, that's not to say that you should go out there and do just like insanely stupid shit per se. But uh, you know, for the most part, cruises are okay. I mean, lately they've kind of gotten kind of a bad rap due to the, the the rivers of shit and whatnot happening in the hallways. But 
I'm sure that's just a small percentage of the overall actual number of cruises that happen. Yeah, I'd go. Doesn't bother me. I do have a fear of uh, deep ocean and all that, but nah, I'd go. I've got enough well, things to scare me in, on the land here in Australia, so I would be scared to go out in the ocean. You're, but your your question, your thought process, I get. I'm totally behind you on your thought process, Justin. But there's a point where I know I'm going to go, and I'm I'm not always going to have a choice. It's just going to happen. But I at least want to avoid being out in open water <laughs> to lessen the fact that I would be stuck in the middle of you know the ocean, drowning. And the only time I've really had to deal with it, I mean, I've been to the ocean when I was a kid, traveling around. My parents took a lot of vacations, but. The only other experience I've had with that was um, when I was in – I lived in Korea for, for a few months when I was a kid, 14. <clears throat> and at one point, I went to from Korea to Japan. And in order to go from – we took a overnight boat ride across the Sea of Japan. And there was nothing more frightening on this planet than being out on the Sea of Japan on the deck of the boat, looking out. There's no lights. There's nothing you can see for miles. It's just pitch black. There was nothing. It, it, it looked like you could have been out in deep space with no stars. It was the freakiest thing. And you could hear the water and you know it's there and you know there's stuff down in the water, but you can't see it. Yeah. It's like having, you know, if you see, you, you've ever seen a black toilet where they have it just completely and you can't see in the water, the water yeah. because yep. <laughs> it's frightening. It's just, it was just like that, but it's on a boat in the middle of the Sea of Japan and it's cool out, like not. I mean, you would have died of hypothermia probably by the time. Anyway, no, I'm not. I'm not tempting the fates. Yeah, but you know, it, it, the same thing could be said for air travel. I mean, the way, you know, I, fl- I fly a lot for my job and and what I do for work, and you know, at least I don't know. I almost feel that at least in the water, there might be a chance that you could try to do something to help. But when you're when you're in an airplane, you're basically on a giant flying missile. That if the slightest thing goes wrong, it's going to crash. you're just going to blow up and die. Um, or you could look at the positive side. Hey, look, if you happen to drown out in the water and the sharks get you, then it's just less funeral expenses for your family, so you're not totally fucking over when you die. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> both drive cars. Yeah. 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 You're Same more thing. likely to die in a car accident than any other thing that you just mentioned, so... But but, well, I, I have to agree with that. I think there's a certain kind of a social norm thing, too, because we're so used to cars and we're so used to seeing them, and it's such a normal everyday occurrence for everybody. Um, look at the whole Tesla thing. When the, when the Tesla cars started catching fire because of the battery problems, and it was like, what, four total caught fire? And then it's like, and people were freaking out about it, and it's like, okay, but look at the total number of actual car fires per year and deaths caused by car fires versus these four that caught fire, but everybody made it out alive. But because it's because the electric cars aren't the norm, you know, people are like, oh, my God, and they freak out about it. It's like shark attacks. Well, you know, shark attacks have been on the rise a little bit lately. A um, couple of more extra people are being bitten here in Australia. But still, there's more people that die in car accidents or even in just injured in car accidents than shark attacks, uh, snake attacks, crocodile attacks, uh, dingo attacks. You ate my baby. Um, well, platypus attacks. But here's the point. There's a difference. In a car, I've got a, a bit more control over my own destiny. Now, granted, that doesn't mean that there's not going to be a, oh. a car that's going to sideswipe me and take me out uh, or whatever. But at least in my mind, I've got more control yeah. over it. Whereas if I'm on a cruise 
and they run into an iceberg because somebody wants to get to their point faster. Well, you hopped up board the Titanic, Joe. <laughs> right. Well, if Leonardo DiCaprio is on the boat, I'm getting off. But uh, <laughs> literally and figuratively. So I, I just I'm just saying that it. There's, there's one thing where you have control over what you're doing. And I, I see what you're saying. The plane is, is negating my point here. And I, I love to fly, even though the thought of it, when I think about it too much, scares the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, I would rather be in a plane and I feel like I would be more likely to be saved. Or if I did crash, it's one and done. Chances of me surviving it are, are pretty minimal. Whereas in a boat, I'm going to be stuck in the water with who knows what's out there and there's that whole long period of being scared out of your mind before you actually go. Yes. And that to me I think is what bothers me. But if you don't get do that and don't take that chance, how are you ever going to have a castaway experience like Tom Hanks? And get to meet Wilson. Yeah, you're not going to meet Wilson. That's just that's that's horrendous. Yeah, but I don't want to have a big giant ad for FedEx at the end of my life. Yeah. But as you said, it's all in your mind, like it's just how you perceive it. Yeah. You hop in your every day, and see, and, and the way I the way I look at it, and the way I've I've looked at it with my or I've talked to my oldest son, who's going to be driving here in a few years, and so I, I explain things to him as we're on the road, is that you you feel like you're in control, and you think you're in control, but ultimately you're not, um, because at any moment some stupid ass could be getting a te- you know text on their phone, or they could be drunk or whatever, and while you could try to avoid the situation, if you don't have a chance to see it coming, there's not a damn thing you can do about it. I mean. You can't. So you're really not. You feel in control, and you have that. You have that feeling of yes, I'm in control of this vehicle. I've got. I'm. I'm. When I turn left, it goes left. When I turn right, it goes right. When I push the brake, it stops. When I hit the gas, it goes. But really, if somebody comes up behind you doing 85, and you come to a stop, and they don't, you're not in control at that point. You're just going along for the ride. Yeah. Well, I mention this person a lot on the show. Will Anderson. He got involved in a car accident in L.A. He was on the way to a gig, and he had the green light. He Took off from the lights, um, crossing like a six-lane highway. Um, in the final lane, someone drove right through and careered right into the side of his car. Uh, and he, he's had a freak out about it a bit, but luckily there was no passenger, otherwise they'd be killed. But this guy was drunk on his phone. So how can you control that? You've just got a green light, a set of green lights, and you think you can you can drive and... You think you're safe, you know. Everyone stopped, you know. Two light, you know, two lanes of cars are stopped, but that third lane, one person that's not paying attention to what they're doing because they're on the phone and they're drunk, bang. So, and, and like I said, I get that that I'm kind of taking that out of the equation because you, that could happen at any given time. I mean, you, you could be right right now, right where I'm at. I could have you know one of those. Uh, frozen with the the blue ice things that falls from airplanes when they jettison out the yeah. poop and pee or whatever that could fall through the, my roof of my house and kill me right now. Theoretically, it it wouldn't happen, but you know technically, or I could get electrocuted by my sound equipment again. Probably wouldn't happen, but I've seen Final Destination. I know how it works. <laughs> but there's that illusion of control, yeah, and and that that and the and the the whole quickness of it. You know, if I if I'm out and I get hit by a car, you know, if I get hit hard enough, chances are I, I won't. I'll either die or I'll be injured enough that I'll be in the hospital. But again, being out in the middle of the ocean, pitch night, pitch dark, don't know what's in the water, freezing cold. It just the the, the 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 fright the frightening aspect of it is what I guess bothers me more than anything. Yep. And I'm not going to tempt that fate. Let's just put it that way. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all perspective to your own 
your own self in a way. I mean, like I do, I walk around Australia feeling like I'm I'm safe, you know, nothing's going to bite me. But that's because I grew up here, you know. Anyway, we get back to this plas- platter, plisipus, platypus <laughs> thing. What's a plisipus? Uh, a plisipus is the, um, the shape-shifting version of a platypus. <laughs> See, now I've been justified. I knew I was right. Uh, while both male and female platypuses are born with ankle spurs, only the male spur produces venom, composed largely of deficin-like proteins, three of which are uni- unique to the platypus. It's produced in the immune system of the platypus, although while enough, it's powerful enough to uh, kill small animals such as dogs, the venom is not lethal to humans. But the pain is excruciating to the victim. So That seems to be the, well, the, the general definition of everything in Australia. It's not lethal to humans. It's just going to really fucking hurt. No, there's plenty <laughs> of things that are pretty lethal. As long as you can get you know, to a hospital and get the antivenom, you're pretty safe. Like I've mentioned well, before, the funnel web has not killed anyone in over 40 years because of the end of venom. Even though that's the most venomous spider in the world. And I've had two of them. You've had what? Uh, two, remember? Two funnel webs I've come across. On toast? Yeah, uh, they taste good. You put Vegemite with it. Tastes even <laughs> <laughs> uh, But, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Ah, oh, crap. Oh, okay. well, if you if you were a were platypus, then, you know, you got to think that, that the compensation would adjust. So when you become full-sized and you're ready to do your thing, that, that one claw with the poison is going to be more than the one that would be on a normal-sized platypus because you're going to be human-sized mm-hmm. to some extent. So you got to think that it would be enough on there to not only cause pain, but I would think paralysis and death probably. Yeah. Never thought of a platypus as being scary, but I am now. <laughs> What, Thanks, Australia. What animal, not, what animal is not scary in Australia? Uh, yeah, you. <laughs> Your sheepdogs. Well, I don't know. They, they probably oh, like a, a blue cattle park. Are they scary? Oh uh, yeah, they're one of the most vicious dogs. Talk about pit bulls. Cattle dogs are up there in the top five list of um most vicious dogs. But once again. Really? Yeah, but it all comes about the owners. I was going to say, that, that, that's opening up a whole other can of worms there. Because yeah, we, I, don't, I, we won't, <laughs> don't go down that road because I get pissed off. Me too. <laughs> so. Well, anyway. Anyway. So I'm, I'm guessing that's about it. We should probably give out our contact information, do some pimping, and talk about next week. Pretty much. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, that your, uh, your president is here in Australia. We have the G20 summit up in Brisbane at the moment, and um, Mr. Obama is up there. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, yeah he brought two of his friggin' two of everything, two of his uh, choppers, two of his beast cars. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah. But, if there's if there's one thing you can say about Americans, when we do it, we do it big, you know. Um, but he he did a great speech at the Queensland University, and I, I was watching it online. He's he's very char- charismatic, and I enjoyed it, but. We also got Putin here, and we got oh, a bunch of dickheads. But anyway, <laughs> now has Putin been riding around topless on a horse? No, oh, but damn. our minister wanted to shirt front him, which is pretty much pull the shirt up and start punching him <laughs> over the um the uh, the plane being blown out of the sky over there. But yeah, nothing's happened. But yeah, we've we've got all these leaders here in Australia at the moment for the G20 summit, 
and uh, the biggest star is actually your president. So, woohoo! He leaves today anyway. So, bye bye, Mr. Obama. All right. Wow. I just want to bring that up. Just to say we've got, got some sort of an American here in Australia. I don't know where I'm going with that. Right. If you want to contact us, you can email us. It's simple. Just go to coffinjoecast at gmail.com and you can actually send a voicemail to us like Nan did, like the three we got from Nan. Um, you can rant or you can just talk to us normal. Either way, your choice. We like it all. So I think that number is 661-434-5956. That's 661-434-KWJO. And that's Kilwilba and Joel. That's what the K-A-W-J-O stands for. And next week, we have a, a first-timer to the show, Mr. Trent Lewis, who's a longtime listener, and we've been talking back and forth about trying to get him on. So he is going to um, uh, take his chances on the podcasting life and give it a whirl. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, it was his birthday this week, I think. So Yes, sir. All right, Justin, you do a podcast, don't you? I, I, I do. I have. I, I tend to, you know, talk into a microphone from time to time. Uh, yes, I actually, I do. I parent. Oh, shit, sorry, I just already fucked it up. <laughs> I, I, do, I, I do a podcast with my wife. We call it the Bad Parenting Podcast, and basically, we kind of. It, it it's just it's a big hodgepodge of, of of parent you know life as a parent whether it be talking about other, you know other shitty parents or their shitty children or our shitty kids sometimes um, we offer up we'll also offer up advice etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, and you, our website's www.badparentingpodcast.com. dot com if you search for bad parenting podcast on any of the social medias so uh, Facebook Instagram etc you'll find us there if you want to shoot us an email you can send us one at two grounded at badparentingpodcast.com. And if you want to leave us a, leave us a voicemail, it's a 503-609-0375. Okay. Joe, let us know yes, sir. where we can listen to you in other places. Uh, well, you can find me uh, three other places besides this one. You can find me on uh, 40 Going on 14 with Josh, Pat, and Mike. We do our Nostalgia Cast Weekly, talk about uh, things from then and now and... Uh, kinds of different no, stuff no, no 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 batman yep oh the month the entire month of november is all batman related it's bat month in celebration of his 75th anniversary of batman being born into this planet uh the first week was uh the comics the this week's show which will be dropping later probably tomorrow uh was all about the television shows that are out there cartoons tv shows the current gotham that's on um, next week we're doing villains and video games as well as uh, general kind of merchandising. And then last but not least, we're doing the movies and we'll probably even have to do a supplemental show because there's just so much stuff. Um, I also do a show called obviously oblivious with uh, Mike Nero and South Philly Paul. Um, and it is just a, it's just fun. Um, and then last but not least, I did my own show called the sunshine, happy pants hour which is a music mix cast, which includes uh, six songs a week and some talk in between. You can find all these shows at TalkShoe, Blueberry, Stitcher, iTunes, and other fine podcasting directories. Yeah. And if you want to find me anywhere else other than this show, well, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, probably did you say Instagram? Instagram, yeah. I finally did my first Instagram this week. Yeah, I, I, I actually saw that. I, I got a little neat notification. <laughs> Guess what they were of? Coffins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had Instagram on my phone for so long. I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. But yeah, you can always find me as Killer Wilbur 
in any of the social media places. Uh, okay. Well, well Joel, that's did, been a Joel didn't you forget something? Did I? Yeah. Aren't you also bringing sexy back? <laughs> yep. <laughs> we do that. Oh, am I? I don't know. Are you? <laughs> I, I, I've never thought so, but I appreciate the, the, the thought that's behind it. Uh, so what are we going out on this week, Killa? I feel uncomfortable all of a sudden. Uh, You're welcome. We're going out with one of my favorite Australian bands, The Living End. Uh, that was probably the first song they come out with. It's called Prisoner of Society. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> yep. Uh, they actually wrote this when they were in high school, and they've gone on to be a great band. They supported uh, Green Day. Uh, supported a lot of people and they've gone on to be great I, I love this band uh, the the bass is actually a real double bass the guy who plays bass in the band and uh, I just love it they, they're probably right alongside of uh, The Angels is my favourite band to see live they just do a great job so uh, thank you for joining us he's Prisoner of Society <laughs> Do I as well on our own 